took her out. It was a Friday night. I walk alone to get the feeling right. We started making out, and she took off my pants. But then I turned on the TV, and that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23, and I'm still more amused by TV shows. What the hell is ADD? My friends say I should act my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome to the Box of Chocolates podcast, episode four. I am Dallas. And I'm Deuce, also known as Cody. Yeah, you're Cody. Also known as Curtis. Don't make me go back to Deuce or, or uh, Curtis. I, I I gotta be consistent. That was my uh, that was my thing in episode three. E- episode one, like five seconds in. <laughs> yeah, like five seconds in. I didn't, you know, it was, I was never going to uh, keep that a secret for very long, and you knew that. You're actually the one that gave me the the Deuce moniker. I did, I did, and I've and since then I've been waiting for a cool nickname uh, from you, uh, and. Yeah, you just you haven't came through for me, and I'm really disappointed that that you know I've come up with such great nicknames for you, and ones that you've been able to carry through in much of your social media interaction. Yet here I am, my old <laughs> name. You're, I hung you out to dry, man. You did. You really did. I'm not. I'm not happy about this. Yeah, this is this is episode four, and but not guest number four because those that have listened, we we were able to manage three guests at one time, which was quite the endeavor for us. Um, so this is actually our sixth guest, if I can, or sixth guest. Yeah, that's about right. If I can do math correctly, right? No, fifth. 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 Fifth guest. Never do math in public. That's right, because episode one was just you and I. Yep. Um. So fourth episode, fifth guest. Um, and we'll introduce him in just a bit. Um, so be, yeah, before we get started, Cody, I have a question for you. So apparently you think that people don't have windows in their homes and never look out those windows to see the beauty beyond those windows. Could you explain this theory to our listeners? <laughs> well, it's just I, I actually didn't start it. I just saw people people will post you know, pretty pictures of the sunset or whatever. And then someone will be like, Oh, we all have windows, you know, we can all see the sunset. And so I just kind of pile on that every now and then. Um, it was definitely not, I was not the originator of, of the, we all have windows, uh, bandwagon or tweet that follows sunsets or other pretty pictures. And be honest, the one that you sent was not through your window. That was on, uh, so, we were in Hawaii, which was fabulous. Um, our condo that we rented was right on the beach. Like you literally, we were 10 feet from the beach. It was beautiful. Um, but that, that wasn't, uh, there. We were about 15 miles South, just on a, on a bigger beach. You can really see the sunset where we where the, our, uh, condo was because of the, the mountain. Um, so we drove about 15 minutes South, 15 miles South was just hanging on the beach, watching the sunset. Was it romantic? Did did or did you smooch your wife? Well, we we may have we may have kissed. We may have swapped a little bit of saliva, but that that was there were little kids around. <laughs> keeping it keeping it PG PG thirteen. It was it was PG. You know, my wife is not the PG thirteen type in public anyway. Okay, but in private, huh? You know, <laughs> hey. 
blinds go down and you never know what happens. The blinds go down. We're back to window talk. How did this? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> now we're not looking outside those windows. We're looking in those windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, peeping Tom, huh? <laughs> I guess you're freaking it up. I, I guess you just came up with your own nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that shouldn't. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on, unless did, did you want to continue on with the no windows? Uh, just what was, what was one highlight, uh, besides taking a picture of a sunset of your trip to Hawaii? So uh, let me take like two or three minutes and, and explain this. So we, we went, uh, so there's a big volcano, Hawaiian islands were obviously formed from volcanoes and Maui. The volcano there is, is just over 10,000 feet high. And so we flew in. We landed on Friday, like 9 o'clock at night, Hawaii time. And we just kind of lounged around on Saturday. And on Sunday morning, we, we drove up to the top of the volcano, um, which was like an hour and a half drive from where we were at to watch the sunset. But everything that on the Internet that I had read was like allow like three hours to get up there because of traffic. So the sun rises at like 5.15. Between, you can start to see it about 5.15 and then it like fully – rises about 5:45, so we got up and left at two o'clock in the morning uh which wasn't too bad because that was it, that was about seven o'clock san antonio time um and so we went up we watched this uh we watched the sunrise from the volcano which was awesome it was cool um and then there's a trail that goes down into the volcano for miles and miles and miles um and about four miles down we didn't know how far down it was till we got back but there's a valley down in the volcano it's about four miles. We hiked down all the way down to that. It's downhill the whole way. It was a great downhill hike. Um, and then we, we hiked back into the valley for about a mile. And I told my wife, I'm like, man, we're probably in here at least four or five miles. And she was like, no, no way. We're not in that far. And I'm like, yeah, I think we are. And so then we decided to turn around and hike back out. And it was obviously uphill the whole way. And I wanted to literally slit my wrist like halfway through it was it was miserable um and the guy down the guy at the top before we started hiking was like for every hour down give yourself two hours back so my wife and i took that as a challenge we're like screw that we're gonna we're gonna kill this thing so um it only took us 15 minutes longer to hike out than it did to hike to the bottom we, we weren't hiking down like super quick or anything we were we were you know it was like a nice sunday stroll but we were we were pretty proud of that so when we got back to the hotel that night or to the condo and we were just all beat. Both of us were, were extremely tired and my wife wanted to go sit in the hot tub. And I was just like, no way, no way, no how. I'm not going to sit in the hot tub with a bunch of old people and some nasty water that I don't know. I don't want to talk to them. I don't like them. Um, I just didn't want to do it. She convinced me to do it. And not surprisingly, there were some very nice people there. Um, and, and we got to talking with them and, and they told us about this trail that someone had told them about. It's just like you pull off to the side of the road. They told us where it was at and what mile marker to stop at. And they're like, there's a there's a, a cutout in the bamboo forest is about as wide as your body. They're like, go through that and just keep walking. You'll find it. And so we listened to their instructions. We blindly followed them and, and found this trail and we hiked back into this bamboo forest and along a river. And there were a couple waterfalls along the the trail and they told us they told us we're going to come to a waterfall and there's going to be a really sketchy ladder and they're like don't don't let that scare you go up it keep after you get up the ladder keep going about a quarter mile the trail will end you then have to swim because there's like cliffs and it, it's more like a not like a lake but it's like a 
kind of like a pond area, I guess, where there's not really a lot of fast water flow from the river. Um, so we jumped in and we, we swam through this like pond thing. that was probably like 200 yards long. There was a, a small waterfall, like 20 feet high that we had to climb up. And they're like, once you climb up that, there's like a hundred foot waterfall with like a, a beautiful pool at the bottom that you can swim in. And sure enough, it was 100% true. It was awesome. It was the coolest hike that we did. Blindly followed them. There was some sketchy ladder that we had to climb up. I didn't think it was that sketchy, but my wife did. And But the coolest part was that we, we just jumped in like blind. We didn't even know where we were. We didn't even know where we were going. Just followed their instructions, jumped in, swam, climbed up to a beautiful waterfall. Nice. Yeah. That's a, uh, you know, it's funny you say that too with, like not wanting to meet people on your vacations because you just kind of want to stay private and things. Um, the the funnest the funnest vacations that my wife and I have ever taken have been ones where we've met people. You know, either on like a cruise boat. Uh, one time we did a, a a speedboat ride in in Moab where we we met this one couple and and uh, after the speedboat ride there was a Dutch oven dinner that we had paid for. And so we, you know, uh, kind of made friends with those guys. And, and those are just kind of the, as much as you don't want to do it, um, it's, it's good to, to get out and talk to people because, um, you know, they're going to know stuff like what you're saying, uh, yeah. go here, do this, or just the life experience that they bring to it just kind of makes, yeah. makes it fun. So uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I want to, I, I say private, I want to be by my, you know, kind of, stay in my my own little shell and cocoon but most most more often than not you're going to be rewarded by um you know putting yourself out there a little bit talking to people because of experiences like that right yeah yeah it was funny because after that um every night we were just like let's go get in the hot tub and, and hang out with our friends and every night we did that after that and uh we just sit there and just hang out and just chat he was a lawyer from Oregon. He was a nice guy, and and uh, his wife was a, a school teacher. And my wife and I were jokingly like, we should invite them to dinner one night. Like, we definitely would not have done that. That's just not our type. But <laughs> we we kind of laughed about the, the thought of doing that. So you didn't? We did not invite them to dinner. No, but we thoroughly enjoyed our our nightly rendezvous in the in the hot tub to talk about our daily adventures. Dude, would you call it a rendezvous? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> that we, doesn't we, sound very. We rendezvous. Um, no, we we rendezvoused in the hot tub. It, that it was G-rated, actually. It was <laughs> rendezvous in a hot tub are never G-rated. It was G-rated. Right now, you are gonna have to trust me on this one. One hundred percent G-rated. All right, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for it. All um, right. So we better get into um, to our uh, film room session. Absolutely. Uh, we look back at the last episode. What we thought went well. What didn't go so well. I'll let you start. So we're getting better at this whole podcasting thing for sure. Um, we're kind of slowly working out the kinks as we go through it, making minor tweaks here and there. Um, trying to put out a, a good enough product that those of you that are listening will want to continue to listen. Um, and so I, I, I think from just between the first episode and, and you know, two episodes later, I think it was a drastic difference just in the sound quality and the way it flowed and, and things like that. So um, I, I think that's been... I th that's obviously a, a good thing, a, a significant improvement there. Um, we still struggle with the pregame setup, with uh, you know getting everybody into the chat room tonight. It wasn't too bad, um, but getting five people in last week was was quite the chore. Um, and it we'll, wouldn't we'll, have happened had we not had the 
um, the help of Joe, uh, Joe Hadfield, who brought us into a Zoom chat. Which, yes. Which, um, yeah, it wouldn't happen without that. Yeah, Joe Joe saved last episode. Uh, thank you, Joe. In more ways than one. Yes. You know why. <laughs> um, anyway, those are, those are my feedbacks for the film room. Did you have anything? Yeah, um, you know, our, our episodes so far have, have ran a little long, and, and that's sort of to be expected. Um, and we've had a few comments of, of, of how long they've taken, but at the same time, um, we want to spend some time with our guests. We want to get to know them. We want to uh, delve into some things that we, that we uh, kind of learned about them through interactions with them. So apologize for the length of these episodes. I know that a lot of times it can't be listened to in one sitting. Um, you got to kind of piece, uh, you know, kind of piecemeal them uh, and, and listen to them. But um, so that that's one. But I don't know that we're going to ever really fix that. It's just it is what it is. I, I think um, that's just the nature of the beast with what we're trying to accomplish to, you know, get our common followers or, you know, people on on Twitter that we have those online relationships with. And an and hour is is hard to keep within that time frame of everything that we want to want to talk about so yep, a lot of times we're cutting it short even though it seems long right um another thing is is i always feel like your voice is very crisp very like right there and i and maybe this is just the timber of my voice but i sound off in the background just a little bit and so i don't know what to do to fix that um i, we, I was having a conversation a little bit about my voice on twitter last night and um, and how I'm self-conscious about it. So I, I apologize, but, but I mean, it is what it is guys. I wish I could change it, but it, <laughs> it sounds better to me in my head than it does to hope probably you out there listening. I, I don't, I don't think you sound bad at all. Well, good, good. Cause that's, I, I need that reassurance. I'm very self-conscious and, uh, you know, I'm about to, uh, curl up in the fetal position and and just stop right now if, if i'd um, never seen a picture of you and didn't know what you look like and just heard your voice i, I would think like six two one eighty five and just, just chiseled like six yeah pack. yeah well you, you've you've obviously seen me you're seeing you're looking at me right now do you want me to take off my shirt yeah i do actually yes okay. <laughs> he's taking his shirt off right now yeah right yep his, his shirt's off <laughs> and, and just like on Mike Tyson's punch out, I got my pecs to bounce. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, I, I'm really terrible at the intros and the uh, the new word that we've learned over, uh, by podcasting, which are outros. Um, I'm really bad at those. Uh, um, I need to like practice as I'm driving to work and to and from work, like where I'm alone and I could just like belt out something. Um, I should take advantage of that time to, to polish that, that part of, of, uh, I think, I think you do a pretty good job. I mean, you tried to put me on the spot today to get me to do it and, and I had to pass. I'm not very good at, at spontaneous things like that. I, I, I would have, it would have been an ultimate fail, but maybe, yeah. maybe one of these days, this is your show. I'm just the sidekick. No, no, this is, this we're co-creators, co-conspirators, um, co-everything. Except for when it comes to co-editors, there are no co-editors. <laughs> there is a solo editor and, and sound mixer, and time is the limiting factor there. <laughs> uh-huh. Even though you know you're gonna have to do some some editing here. Shortly. Um, 
anyway, let's let's get to our guest. Let's bring him on. Um, Good idea. Today's today's guest. We're we're very happy to bring on Jerry uh, at is it Bronco Silver or do, do the abbreviations stand? It's Broncos for Lover, you dummy. Broncos. It's Bronco. Broncos Lover. Broncos Lover. What did I say? Bronco Silver. Bronco Silver doesn't make any sense. It's it's Jerry at Broncos Lover twenty. Is his Twitter handle? Uh, welcome, welcome, Jerry. Thank you for your time. Thank you. I'm I'm wondering what the hell I got myself into with all this PG thirteen window watching, sli- sling slinging rendezvous in the hot tub type stuff. Hey, that's PG thirteen. That's that's the limit of our podcast. Wow, I don't I don't even know what to say. <laughs> but I appreciate being on. Apparently, you've you've uh, gone to the bottom of the barrel for a guest, so it's all good. Not, I I would disagree with that. I I really enjoy following you you know you and i have followed each other for quite some time and, and we banter back and forth and have a good time and and i i really enjoy that absolutely me too me too i'm a fairly recent follower jerry but uh but i've i've enjoyed uh reading some of your tweets you're you're a pretty sarcastic guy from he is what i uh from from the, the little i've seen i i can be i have a i have a tendency to do that it's uh kind of my coping mechanism it's kind of my my defense on how I deal with things, but it's, uh, it's just, it just comes pretty quick and, uh, pretty fast. And that's just, uh, kind of how I do things. <laughs> we'll never change. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we have some guesses for you. We like to start our show off with a, a segment called IRL. Um, and so Dallas and I will each make one guess. You, you tell us how wrong we are. Um, or if we're by the off chance, get it right. Um, you can let us know that too, but neither of us have been right so far. Yeah, um, we're over. I guess a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, right? That's the old saying. So maybe one of us is bound to get something right. Hey, here's your chance. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll start off with my guest, and I this is kind of a prelude into something I want to talk about later. I don't I don't necessarily want to get into it right now, um, but you can just tell me if I'm right or wrong. So you are unfortunately a Warriors fan. Um, and I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say your favorite warrior of all time is Mitch Richmond. That's so wrong. It's not even funny. Gosh. <laughs> That's horrible. Horrible. Not even close? Not even. Because he's, he's, he's a Warriors fan just of the recent, like, three years. No, Matt. Whoa, That's whoa, whoa. That's what I'm trying to not find e- out Not even close. So, growing up, I was a, a huge St. John's fan like i loved st john's loved loved chris mullen uh actually met him in in the utah the salt lake uh airport uh on one of my trips probably about two years ago and uh just a great standout guy uh just just loved him in college and and uh followed him when he got drafted by the warriors and have loved the Warriors since he's got the biggest like new york yeah he does like when he speaks you know, I, I, um, yeah, he he's, he doesn't speak like the like us Westerners, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, his accent's pretty thick, so it's it's just very, it's just cool, yeah. very cool. Yeah. So I'm just Southpaw South sharpshooter. I like it. Absolutely, absolutely. He's he was just he was just great in college, and uh, you know, just 
always liked what he did on the court and off the court and just kind of just kind of a stand-up guy so and then that was reaffirmed and when I met him at the airport and just was like totally chatty Kathy you know just went up to him and was able to get a picture and all that type of stuff and just was able to talk basketball and that was just a very cool experience for me so so you do have a picture because I was gonna say pick or I won't believe it I do but I don't I don't know where it's at oh. it's on it's on a you it, it is on a zip drive somewhere but I'm not sure where all right, so this is this is your opportunity to, to prove that you, you go find that Jerry and you post it. I will on do so. Media because you're going to be because people are going to be now questioning you. Our, our podcast is so popular, you're going to probably get like like 15, 20 mentions at least. Yeah, you're going to you're going to be inundated. Hey, hey man, I, I'm honest. I, I you know I wouldn't lie about something like that. So I will see what I can do to find it. All right, good deal. <laughs> well, I'm I'm still on my uh, a big donut for my guesses. Yeah, and I'm gonna, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna nail this, Jerry, because mine, mine too. I, I want to commend you first of all uh, by your 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 fandom in colleges. Although I don't know why you're wearing. Don't the don't, don't Oh, you. Ah, I was sorry. Gonna on him. I didn't. I didn't. What did I say? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I wanted to commend him on his 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 choice of uh, colleges to root for, which he's a BYU fan. At least per your bio, um, but your your shirt maybe maybe says otherwise. But that's not my that's not my thing. So stick with me. We'll, All we'll right, bring, so we'll bring the shirt into this later. <laughs> absolutely, okay. absolutely. That, that'll work. Um, okay, so commend you on your on your college choice, but your pro choice. Okay, I had to write this down. Okay, so I'm gonna look to the side a little bit here, and I'm gonna read this. Okay, so as my guess, Dallas always gets very convoluted on these. No, I don't. As my guess, you were stolen from your home as a child. You were taken to some secret location, stripped down your nothings, prodded, examined, probed, shown infinite uh, Billy Van Heusen, Floyd Little, and Charlie Johnson highlights. Because this is the only rational explanation as to why you're a Denver Broncos fan. Oh wow! Listen to you. Hey, now, so uh, funny story about being a Broncos fan. So. I'm, I'm going to date myself a little bit, but when John Elway was drafted, all of my friends, and we'll get into this later, obviously, but I, I was raised in a very small uh, community, and all of my friends were Raiders fans, and I didn't want to be a Raiders fan. I wanted to be different and stand out, so I wanted to go against them, so I chose the Broncos. You um, picked the rival. I, I like I, I, absolutely, because I wanted to be a... a jackalope at the time and and just didn't just wanted to go kind of against the grain and so um all my friends were raider fans so i was like hey i'll, I'll pick a rival so i picked denver and then um elway got drafted and it's kind of been i've kind of been a, a major fan ever since so um okay so i didn't i didn't know i don't know how old you are jerry so i, I tried to pick i, I actually googled what, what the 1974 starting lineup for the denver broncos was <laughs> those are the names i used did they? Did any of those ring a bell? Not at all. That was the year I was. Okay. That was the year I was born, man. So, oh, no, really? <laughs> absolutely. Okay, sorry. So. <laughs> uh, you're you're not that old, then. Oh heck no, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> no, still spring chicken. But that that's that's why I became a Broncos fan, and I've been a huge fan ever since. So, uh, had the opportunity of going to a, a game. I actually won a game through Directv, um, based because my license plate is a Montana Broncos fan license plate. 
Um, I took a picture and sent it into a DirecTV contest and won uh, tickets to box seats to a game and hotel and uh, got to meet a lot of the former players and got uh, sideline passes and all that type of stuff. So, wow, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was very so cool. Just, was this just last year, last season? No, sir. It was uh, 2013, I think. So and it was against the Raiders. Go figure. So it was pretty. It was pretty great. So I uh, actually got to sit right behind one of the one of the Denver Bronco players that played in the 70, 78 Super Bowl. So obviously I was four at the time, but didn't know who he was. But got to meet a lot of the players that I grew up as a kid watching, um, and just just was a great experience. That's that's awesome. That's a that's a cool experience. Just so long story short, short point for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking that one. <laughs> you would. <laughs> All right, Jerry. We, let's let's dive into this a little bit. Let's get to know you. Um, we want to know where you grow up, and then after you tell us, I got a I got a couple follow up questions for that. Okay. So, um, so I'll try to make a long story short. So, my parents met at BYU. Um, my dad was American. Uh, born in uh, Kanab, Utah, but was raised in Shelley, Idaho, and uh, went to BYU and met my mom, who was from Lethbridge, Alberta. Um, and they married and lived in Provo for a little bit. My my sister, my older sister, actually was born in Provo, and he, he was a teacher. And so they ended up moving up to Canada uh, because the wages and, and rates and just kind of how they treated teachers was a little bit better. Um, and so I was um, raised in a, in a small uh, town in southern Alberta called Raymond, which is about 15 miles south of Lethbridge and about two hours south of Calgary. Um, it's right across. I know people from. I know people from Raymond. Do you? So there's there's like a. It's right across the the border, the U.S. border. It's about a 45 minute drive across the U.S. border. Um, and so um, I was raised there. Um, and I was born in a born in a little town called McGrath, which was a rival town. And at the time when that I was born, the doctor switched from McGrath to Raymond and stuff like that. And so um, my dad, being a school teacher in Raymond and coaching football and basketball, which we can get into later, uh, me being born in McGrath was one of the town's disappointments because here's the head football coach and his kid is born in a rival rival community and so so uh i get I still, you from the beginning. I, absolutely i get teased from the get-go about that even to this day um about being born in mcgrath but i am i am uh i i bleed red in raymond and uh uh it's just a, a very small community about 3500 people uh as you know I, I don't know if you're aware but southern alberta is very lds oriented uh raymond was at the time probably about, I'm going to say 75, 80% LDS. Um, So, I mean, it's very, it's like mini Utah. Southern Alberta is like mini Utah. And in fact, Raymond was where the temple was supposed to be built um, instead of Karsten. There's actually a hill in Raymond called Temple Hill uh, where the Alberta temple was supposed to be built. But due to the uh, foundation, which was sand, um, they turned it in. They turned it into a motocross court, and the temple was built in Cardston. So there's some there's 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 some LDS trivia for you. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Have we? My parents grew up in Shelley. Have we talked about that? We have not. I I did not know that your dad hailed from Shelley, the Shelley, Idaho. Everything is the with me. If you haven't figured that out yet. 
Um, and uh, been up there all the time. We used to float the, float the canal every every time we went up. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, when my grandfather passed away, we actually took a tour of the high school, and one of his boxing trophies is still there. Uh, tell for, tell for, Dallas what the what the mascot is of the Shelly High. I, I, is it a russet? I think it's a potato. Yeah, it's a potato. It's the russet. <laughs> yeah, I, I kid yeah. you not. Really? That's and there and and potato. and their new school looks like it's like a potato cellar. It's yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So so locate Shelly Idaho for me. What's it what's it near? Uh just south of Idaho Falls, like it's like Orem and Provo. Yeah, I was gonna say like three, four miles. Oh, okay. So it's just okay. Idaho Falls then, huh? Yeah. South Idaho Falls, okay, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Um interesting. Um so I'm I'm we'll have to talk about that later. We'll we'll tweet about that. Absolutely. Um, I I'm curious if what it's like being a dual citizen. Um, are there any advantages, disadvantages, or just nothing? Uh, to be honest with you, there's the only advantage is when I cross the border, um, which is quite frequent. Just, just you know, um, just claiming Canadian when I cross and American when I come back. Um, there, there's not a lot of, of you know, advantages per se, um, just other than being able to cross the border quite frequently and go eat some poutine and call it a day you know what i'm saying but um yeah. there's not there's not a lot of it advantages uh part of you know there's there's a lot in, in my field and we can get the, into this later but into my in my field there's just a lot more opportunity down here so it, it just made more sense to be be in the states than it than it did to stay in canada sure well, that's that's semi-disappointing i'm not gonna lie yeah <laughs> <laughs> well in fact in fact they've asked they've asked at me at times to de denounce my canadian citizenship just because of they they sometimes try to make me pay taxes and stuff but i don't claim anything up there so there's there's no yeah. no forefront on that so interesting so last year i drove i drove from where i live in central valley california on a two-day trip first was was back home to my parents place and in uh in perry utah and then from perry up to um to calgary and so straight up i-15 through all those towns um passing through great falls and got to the border and i was surprised how easy it was to get into canada like i, I don't know what I'd ex i was expecting but you know the, the the person at the gate was just like okay um just show me your passport looked at my truck Okay, go through. You know, nothing, no, no real security check, no, no, nothing. I was expecting something different. Lovers, not fighters, man. That's that's. I, I guess, <laughs> right? Are they building a wall? Did I hear that? Uh, I, I who knows? <laughs> <laughs> they do get a lot of they get do get a lot of drug trafficking through there, so that I do know. So, uh, yeah. just just kind of depends on on who you are. They they will yeah, they will random check because they're not checking. Right. Right. Um, when, so did you move to America for college? So, so because my dad was, was a U.S. citizen, I got my U.S. citizenship through the consulate in Calgary, uh, when I graduated high school. So in 92, um, before I went to Rick's, it was Rick's back then, I'll date myself again, uh, BYU-Idaho for a year before I went on a mission. And so, um, it was just easier to be able to cross the border and, and stuff like that and be able to attend school and, and stuff without all this multitude of paperwork so i got my u.s citizenship through them um at that time and then and then attended ricks 
So I've been, and then, then when I got back home from my mission, I, I stayed up in Canada for a little bit and then ended up moving down permanently in 2001. Okay, cool. Your family still live there? Your parents? Uh, both of my parents are deceased. Um, my mother passed away when I was tw two months after I got home from my mission when I was 21. Um, oh, and then, uh, Dang. my dad passed away three years ago. So yeah, I was pretty young when my mom passed away. Um, and then, then my dad remarried in, I want to say 2009 and then he just passed away in 2015. So, okay. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. No, a lot of people, a lot of people don't, it, it's funny. Cause people are like, Hey, you know, what's going on with your parents? I'm like, Oh, I'm an orphan. You know, I mean, I'm, they're like, wow, you're too young to be an orphan. I get it. But it's just kind of the, it was God's path. And that's just. The, the way I look at it, and that's kind of, you know, one of the great things about the gospel is knowing that, you know, it's hard and it stinks sometimes. And there's times when you want to pick up the phone and, and call and, and talk to them. And, you know, there's that's that's the great thing about the gospel is knowing that you'll see him again. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, Box of Chocolate Podcast, a missionary tool. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Mixed mixed in with all the PG thirteen material. Oh, and the raw and the rendezvous stuff. Yeah, you, you right. have to you have to weed through to find those little those little, little nuggets of yeah uh, little nuggets of, of of missionary work. There you go. <laughs> uh -huh. All right, did you have more than that, Cody? No, we can let's keep moving along. All right. Um, so Jerry, kind of staying on the, the Canada-U.S. theme, um, you've lived in both places. What's your favorite thing about each? Wow. Um, you know, people bag on socialized medicine, but to be honest with you, um, it's actually not horrible. Um, I, I do miss that piece of it. Um, you know, up in Canada. I've heard, I've heard the wait times are, ex are, are bad. Like, if you need... They, they are. If you need something serious, people come to the States and get it done privately. So, I mean, okay. if, if you can afford to do that, um, you know, but like having children doesn't cost you anything. Um, you know, you're, you're paying $275 a quarter to a, a many, as many emergency visits as you need, as many doctor visits as you need, you know, minor surgeries, that type of stuff is all covered. So, I mean... Really, $275 every three months compared to, you know, what, what we pay down here, um, you know, is, is, is not horrible. And then, like I said, if, if you can afford it and you need it and all that type of stuff, then, you know, people come down to the States or go to Mexico or, or whatever. Um, but the, you're, you're absolutely right, Dallas. The wait times are, are pretty horrific. So w one of the things about Canada is, I mean, that's not a horrible thing. Um, you know, the, the, the way people speak sometimes, and maybe it's a Montana thing. Um, the English is a little bit more crisp up there than it is here. Um, you know, they, they call it the Queen's English, but it's, you know, like, and I'll give you an example. So when people say I'm, I'm going down to the crick to fish, I'm like, what, what, what the hell is a crick? Like it, it, it's spelled, it's spelled C-R-E-E-K, which spells creek. I don't see a crick. It's not C-R-I-C-K, you know, so I get a, I get a crick on my neck. I don't, I don't fish in the crick. So you know, some of that, some of that stuff, you know, is, is a little bit different and not what I'm used to, but, you that's, know. Don't, don't make fun of us from Tremont, man. That's, that's how we roll. I was going to say, I, I wanted Cody to say Creek. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can physically say that word. 
Oh man, you're, I, I you're killing me. I don't think me. it's in the vocabulary. I, it's, it really, do you really say crick? It's crick. Oh, no, it's God. not. It's a creek. Thank you. Crick. Thank you, Dallas. It's. I knew you were the same one on this. Um, it's way too much work to say creek. You have to like extend out that E. It's crick. It's way oh, quicker. Oh, man. But to, to go back, I mean, as far as Canada goes, the food, the food's great. I mean, poutine, you can't, I mean, really? Fries, so fri I, fries, gravy, cheese curds. I mean, that's, that's the, the best meal so there is. I've, 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 I visited Canada for the second time, I guess, last summer. My mother-in-law lives in Calgary. That's how I know a little bit about like the wait times because she, she needed to get a procedure done and had to wait for, for a while to, you know, for, for something to open, like a spot to open up or, or whatever that, that looks like. Um, but I had poutine for the first time last, last summer, but I got it from a McDonald's. Is that, is that good poutine? I don't know. No, that's a full paw, man. That's, that's horrible. That is. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think so. I don't know where to go to get good poutine. Uh, but it was just, it was on the menu and my wife having spent some time up there had, you know, said, Oh, you got to get this. You'll like it. So I got some poutine, not even knowing what it was. Did, did it have little bits of pancakes with syrup infused, maple syrup infused bits in them? <laughs> no, but I, I have a, I have something for that a little later. Perfect. I was just curious. <laughs> no, no. I get one thing at McDonald's and that's it. That, that That's the same, same, same here. Um, <laughs> fast food poutine is not good. Not good, man. You gotta have you gotta have it from a diner. Okay. Well, next time, next time I'm up there, I, I will skip on the on the McDonald's poutine and, and find some poutine somewhere else. I just like saying poutine. <laughs> <laughs> poutine. Is... It's it's a very funny word. Absolutely. Yeah, I like it. Absolutely. All, all right, Jerry. If if Canada and the U.S. This is going to tell us a lot oh, about man. you, so so tread carefully here. Gold medal game, Winter Olympics, Canada, U.S. In hockey. In hockey. I need to specify that. Who you got? Man, that's so hard because, again, you know, I mean, yeah, I got family and stuff. But, you know, I, I to be honest with you, I'm going with the U.S. That's just kind of where... So it's where my roots are. It's you know, it's it's where I'm at right now. So I, I got go. blue all day, every day. Absolutely, absolutely. Good. This podcast can continue. <laughs> exactly. I, I was yeah. Depending on that answer, the, the podcast was going to end. It, it's it's a tough choice, but that's definitely that's definitely where I'm going. <laughs> you say all the way. I I agree. I agree. You, you know what's um, you know what's funny though is being born and raised in Canada. I wasn't, I, we didn't, I didn't watch a lot of hockey and I didn't play hockey. Uh, the, the small town that I was raised in was a very football basketball community. Um, and like I said earlier, my dad coached, uh, they started, he's actually one of the founders of football there in the town and then um, coached girls basketball. But I was raised on a field and, and, and in a gym. So I didn't, I can't skate worth crap, and and I don't watch a lot of hockey unless it's Olympic hockey. So, so you're you're an atypical Canadian. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. Well, I I I live in the states. I'm I'm very American. So you know, I mean, you know, it was just kind of destiny that you know I was raised football, basketball, and then ended up moving to the states. So I like it. So you keep going back to that. So I got to ask. So there's, there's two questions I got to ask about Canada before we get off of Canada. Um, so you were you you were raised in 
Raymond, right? Or McGrath? I was, I, I, I was raised in Raymond. Raymond, okay. Do you know the Blackmers? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I, I I know Brooks. He worked with me. I don't know if you know Brooks. Yeah, his his. Uh, well, I know his dad, and I know of Brooks. Okay. I, I know okay. Ro- I know Ross very well. Okay, wow, good. small world. Small world. You, you always ask those stupid questions, and people are like, no, I don't know that guy. You know, he's dumb. <laughs> but I figured in Raymond or McGrath, you were going to know him or of him or his family. So. Um, so that that's good. So that was my first question. My second question is: Is Lethbridge the stupidest city in the world, on the planet, in Canada, in in Alberta? Because I I drove so driving through Lethbridge, to GPS does not work there. Is that like the black hole of the universe? Because I got lost both on the way up to to Calgary and on the way back. It's like your GPS stops working. What's with that place? Yeah, it's like the black hole of death. It's it's horrible. Like Lethbridge is, it's, yeah, you try to avoid it like the plague. But the unfortunate piece is it's the closest main hub to, to where we live. So if you need, you know, you need a little bit more than the, the small town can offer, then that's that's your place. But yeah, it's, uh, it, it's definitely a black hole for sure. So very similar to Brigham City is what I'm gathering. Well, I, I thought it was more like Tremont, but I wasn't sure. Well, Tremont would be the Raymond in this situation, the kind of small, you know, everybody, very nice, very friendly, a great, beautiful place to grow up. A bunch and, of inbred and, people there, so they all know each life. other and, and just get along. <laughs> Maybe more Ogden then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lethbridge, I hate that place. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's, yeah, it's it's not a fun place. <laughs> All right. Well, so I guess we didn't didn't specify this. I mean, Dallas and I have already specified he's in Central Valley, California, wherever that is, um, somewhere, somewhere not in the desirable parts of California. That's that's all I know. <laughs> and I'm in San Antonio. And Jerry, you are in Great Falls, correct? Yes, sir. So, did you? How did you end up in Great Falls, and how do you like it? So, long long story short, so I did my undergrad study studies, my bachelor's degree in psychology at the University of Lethbridge, um, and worked, did some some uh, work with a forensic psychologist there at the prison in Lethbridge, um, who had these great connections to uh, a major professor here in Great Falls. Um, and so he had kind of made some phone calls and was talking to them and they needed a certain amount of people to do a forensic psych masters. And so I was like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do it. So, uh, my wife at the time and, and my children, we kind of packed up and moved to great falls. Well, when I got here and got all settled, um, and it, this is a Catholic private university. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're paying some large dollars here and, uh, when I got here and got registered and everything set up, they're like, yeah, we can't do the forensic program. So I'm like, well, I didn't move down here for anything. So I, I just took the counseling program. Um, and so got my master's degree down here um, and then um, worked for a company um, that dealt with uh, mental health with youth ages 8 to 18 in, in a group home setting. Um, did that for a long time and then ended up you know, overseeing all the mental health services here for that company in Great Falls, and then ended up moving to Arizona, to Yuma, Arizona, for about a year, 
Yuma. Yuma. The, the talk about hell. Holy smokes! Um, like pure hot, 125 degrees in the shade. Oh, I've been to Yuma. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. So and lettuce fields. That's all there is there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So ended up uh, being a director of for a mental health agency down there uh, for about a year, a year and a half, and then uh, ended up going through through my divorce. Um, and moved back to Great Falls because my kids and, and uh, their mom ended up moving back to, to Canada. And so I uh, d- didn't want to be a, a, a summer-only dad, uh, so took a, took, a, took a pretty hefty pay cut and moved back to Great Falls uh, just so I could you know, be closer to them and be more involved with them. And so I enjoy Great Falls. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's you know, 70,000, 75,000 people. Uh, you've got Malmstrom Air Force Base. You've got the Montana Air National Guard. You've got you know a lot a lot going on. But it's I mean it's Montana. So I mean you got four major cities in Montana, and the rest is you know dust and dirt. So, so you're, you're kind of on the east side, right, of Montana? Uh, more north, like the plains, north central. The plains, right? Uh, somewhat. We're about thirty-five minutes from the mountains. Are you, you that, you're, you're that you're that close to Montana? Only the western side. Say that again. What do you mean the west? Like, where have you been? Uh, Glacier. Like, like, like Island Park. Island Park's in in uh, Idaho. Well, that, that yeah. My my grandparents have uh, property in Island Park, so we take the trailer up there and, and camp, and then we just kind of like Lewis and Clark Caverns. Mm-hmm. We we've been kind of up all through there. Yeah, like we're we're probably like where I'm located. I'm probably about a three hour drive to Glacier, uh, but okay. there's there's like the Little Belt Mountains that are like thirty five minutes away from where I'm at, um, and then you know uh, on you know it's about a two hour drive to Missoula, so you're about forty five minutes away, and you're right at the heart of of more mountainous areas and stuff like that. So I, yeah, I, I for some reason was thinking Great Falls was like a dust bowl. It it's in the valley. There's no doubt. Like it's. It's it's probably I think it's the rated the third windiest city in the U.S. Um, I, I never want to live there. Then the wind howls all the time. It's in the winter. It's brutal. But um, but yeah. So so Jerry, can I give you my can I give you my um, official cities in Montana rankings? Sure, absolutely. And see, and see how uh, how well you how, do. How they correspond with with your beliefs? Absolutely. So one and one A are the two college towns, Bozeman and Missoula. Agreed. Uh, without a doubt. Um, Helena comes in, I guess, third in this scenario. Um, fourth would probably be Great Falls. And fifth, for whatever reason, I cannot stand. Um, uh, what's the other one? What's the one I'm thinking of? Billings. Billings. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, yeah, the, the, I, I don't know what it is uh, about Billings. It's just, I visited it once and just thought that was the crappiest place on the, you know, <laughs> after after Lethbridge and Tremont, it's, it's the crappiest <laughs> place on earth. I would even put it above Tremont, just because, you know, I mean, it, it's pretty bad. Like Billings, Billings has a lot of stuff going on, and I mean, that's. Uh, it's, it's definitely a, a main hub, but yeah, it's it's a whole. It's 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 horrible to visit. So, uh, Missoula and Bozeman. I, I and I try to stay away from Bozeman too. Uh, but Missoula is definitely my would be my city of choice if I had a if I had a choice. Um, now, what's wrong with Bozeman? It's the Montana State. Nothing good comes out of Montana State. Okay, so, so there's a, okay. 
So yeah, I'm a Grizz. I'm a Grizz. Okay. I'm a Grizz guy for Montana. So um, gotcha. you know, and Missoula just is, is in the heart of the mountains. I mean, Bozeman's really pretty, and you got a lot of the celebrities that have you know property up there and stuff like that. But I just I just like Missoula. Uh, really surrounded by the mountains, the heart of the mountains, that type of stuff. And it's just the, the scenery is a lot better for me. I love Montana. I mean, so I, wish I, had a, I wish I had a summer home up there or, or, or some, some reason to visit it more often than I do. Um, I, I used to do a, a truck route for, for my grandpa. He has a fruit stand in, in Perry and he would deliver to some people in. So I had to go to Twin Bridges. You know where Twin Bridges is at? Yes, sir. So from Twin Bridges, then I then I cross the mountain over to Butte, which is another lovely city. <laughs> um, I say that very facetiously, but it does have a, a, a statue like a Christus or a Christ up on the on the top of the mountain that I think is pretty cool. Um, and and then and then back home. So, but I loved that drive, um, getting through like going to Dillon. Um, over to eventually to, to Twin Bridges, which is a tie. I mean, it's a nothing town, nothing there, and uh, and then jumping over the hill to um, to Butte and then down. I just loved it. Yeah, t- and uh, Touchdown Mary and Butte. So that what it is, Touchdown Mary. Yeah, that's what we call her. But yeah, they have they have the big the Mary. No, it's the not Mary. a Chris, It's not a Christ statue. I no, thought it was. No, it's a Mary statue. Oh no! Okay, okay then, Statue Mary. A little little side note. Hey, it's 2018. Genders genders mean less than, than they used to. It's hard to little, tell. It's hard to tell from a distance. Yeah. True. Little little side note. I I don't know why, but I I find great enjoyment on bagging on other cities. I don't know why. It's it's just really fun to just bag on these places for me. Well, and Butte, Butte's the home of Evil Knievel, so you know. I mean, that's that's the claim to fame there. I, I did not know that. What's the claim to fame there? Interesting. Well, Travis Pastrana just beat a bunch of his records. Right, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. So I do I do enjoy Great Falls. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's it's a it's a it's a big enough city to where, you know, I can do what I need to do, but uh, and you know, you know, with Montana traveling in the spring and the summer and the fall is a lot easier and it it is really pretty. I mean, with the mountains and the you know yeah. all the fishing and the camping that you can do and all that type of stuff it definitely it definitely makes it worth it i actually wouldn't mind setting up like a going into practice somewhere there obviously there will have to be opportunities but it's one place i'm gonna look there is actually a lot i i think i have like five lds dentists in my ward so it's they it's, could refer to me oh yeah, yeah absolutely breaking into that place then cody <laughs> hey they, all the dentists in the world can go there. That's, oh, yeah. That's not the issue here. Right. There just can't be enough surgeons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, enough. Big surgeon. And, and, Big surgeon coming through, everybody. I, I am I am not a dentist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's definitely that's definitely a need here. So, I mean, because, again, Montana just doesn't have a lot of that type Tony of stuff. Tony, the maxillofacial something or other that's going to fix your teeth. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's beautiful. I love it. I love going to Island Party. That's that's my favorite place to go to. Um, I have a lot of fond memories of my my grandparents' property there. Um, growing up and just man, we we used to go up there all the time and ride ATVs and float the rivers and go fish and it was it was it was fun. Very beautiful area. 
Wait a minute. I I I tweeted about floating rivers, and, and you and you chastised me for the cold water, and you did it in where now? This was this was in my younger years. It it was it's very cold water. I'll I'll give you that. The older I get, I, I don't like cold things. Like I like so the only hang up with Montana that I have is the winters. I don't know if I can do the winters anymore. Um, I like the I like the sun. I like warm sunshine. Uh, not a big fan of snow. I have floated many cold rivers in my life. <laughs> Zero desire to, at this point. So are you acclimatized to the one fifteen and humid? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I actually go run at like three o'clock in the afternoon some days here. Sick. That's just sick. Yeah. Yeah. Winters can be hard. They can be. They can be super, super brutal, and it just depends on on the year. Some. some yeah. Year. That, that would be my only hang up to get there to go there would be the winters. But I don't know if I had like a. I guess the my. I hate winters because I I always associate it with having to wake up when I was in high school and go out and scrape my truck windshield before before school. There's no worse thought than having to get out of your nice warm bed. To go out and scrape a windshield in this freezing cold weather, and then uh, it's just awful. It's that's miserable. why you buy a house with a garage. Well, that's what I'm saying. Heated I, garage. If I had a house with a garage, I, I I probably wouldn't mind it as much now. But anyway, yeah, heated garage. Yeah, there are less garages per capita in in Tremont than in any other place in the <laughs> in the state of Utah. There's no doubt about that. We, we like to show off our, our prized possessions, man. All the drugs stored up in there. <laughs> yeah, where do you hide your drugs? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But, Jerry, you have you have two sons that are currently on missions, correct? Uh, yes, sir. One, uh, my oldest, Dustin, is uh, just uh, hit his 90-day mark from coming home. Uh, so he's been out for almost two years. Uh, comes home October 8th. He's serving in the Scotland-Ireland mission. And then my middle son, Brandon, has been out since the end of September. And uh, he's serving in the Buenos Aires East Argentina mission. Okay. Well, they, so they couldn't be farther away from each other almost. Absolutely. Well, and they couldn't be two different kids. So, I mean, it's it's it, it, both areas. It's it's definitely a true testament to you get sent to where the Lord wants you because it's just it's it's perfect for both of them. So. So, so brag about your kids a little bit. What, um, you said you had two out, but you even mentioned others. I have one son who's uh, 14 and a half, almost 15. He's actually uh, with me for the next couple of weeks. He's attending a, a Josh Hustis, who plays for the, or played, because he's a free agent now, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, is from Great Falls. Um, and he's putting on a basketball camp this week. And so uh, he's attending that basketball camp this week. So um he's he all my kids were very much into sports and and basketball and my youngest right now is uh basketball kind of shifting back between football and volleyball um and so we'll kind of see how that goes but basketball is definitely his first love so he's enjoying the camp with a nba player and uh getting a lot of good skills and tools from that so that's cool yeah absolutely Absolutely. I, I once gave. I don't mind. I don't mean to get off on these little tangents, but I just can't help myself. Blue Edwards, former jazz player back in the day, did a clinic in Tremont, and I was I was probably like eight or nine years old. Very. How much did they have to pay him for that? 
you know, I'm not, I'm not privy to that type of information, but afterwards I was dying to give him a drink. We've been to this clinic all day long. And so my mom took me to the store and we bought him a diet Mountain Dew and I ran up and gave it to him and he cracked that Dew open. As soon as I gave it to him, I took a big old drink. Like it was awesome. I still remember to this day, like I gave Blue Edwards a diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> that's it that's a, that's all there is in my tangent he was an nba player wow. it was cool that's that's incredible you guys you guys are not impressed i, I can see <laughs> well I, I just i i am impressed by how thoughtful of a nine-year-old you were yeah I, he was thirsty i could tell yeah i mean you, you weren't there to learn skills basketball skills or anything you were there to observe blue edwards and to to fulfill his needs more than you were to uh, to learn how to dribble with your left hand or pump fake or jab step. You, you got to hydrate with a diet Mountain Dew. With it's one of the essential components of life. Well, it is the nectar of the gods, so I, I'll <laughs> agree with that. I'll agree with that. It's just funny that you're as a nine year old here. You're just dying to give him a drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It's, that's a fun memory. Actually, anyway, actually, you... funny thing about Canada is, up until a couple of years ago, Mountain Dew and Diet Mountain Dew in Canada did not have caffeine in it. Wow, caffeine free. Yeah. In North Carolina, another small tangent. They had caffeine free Mountain Dew, and I was blown away in north carolina I, I couldn't figure it out i still to this day have no idea why they had why they have caffeine free north carolina um crazy this is such a foreign concept to me it, it, uh, i got one once i i couldn't tell like a big difference yeah i couldn't either but if you're gonna drink the dew you gotta get the caffeine absolutely agreed so and keep i mean let's this diet stuff i mean it's just this is stupid <laughs> Man, I I got a big enough belly already. I mean, I'd have to drink it for six months to to acclimatize myself to the to the taste difference because it it is it's not the same thing at all. I I'll, I'll agree with you there, but um, Jerry, what's it? I'm I'm curious to know your thoughts being a dad with two kids out on missions. Like, what the, what's that like for you? Oh man. Um, you know, it, it's probably the, I'm not going to lie. It's probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, bar none. Um, you know, trusting the Lord can be extremely difficult at times, you know, when two of the reasons why you live are scattered throughout the whole earth and, and, uh, you know, it takes a great amount of trust, prayer, faith, some of which I struggle with at times. Um, you know, and, and so, uh, it, it's been, it's been rough. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I remember when I went on my mission and I served in Catania, Italy. Um, I, I was leaving and my, my mom was freaking out and I'm like, dude, what are you freaking out about? Like, I'm, this is going to be fine. I, I'm going to be good. You know what I'm saying? And, um, when my first went out, I truly understood as a parent, what it was like to have your child go and, and, you know, emails once a week and the Skypes, you know, twice a year and stuff like that. I told, and back when, when I, you know, served, it was letters. I mean, we didn't even have email communication and stuff like that. So everything was two weeks behind, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely been, been difficult. However, uh, the blessings and the, the, just the ability to see their growth, um, has been just amazing to me. 
um, you know, as, as a, as a professional, uh, just seeing, you know, how much they've, uh, you know, expanded their horizons and, and, you know, their, uh, personalities and, and that type of stuff and have really kind of come out of their shells and, and really found who they are and found themselves has been extremely rewarding. You know, my mom always used to say it was the best two year university ever. Um, and, and it, and it is, it's, it's just the, the amazing growth that they've experienced. Uh, although it's taken years off, my life has expanded, uh, years onto them. So it's definitely, definitely been, uh, very rewarding for them and very rewarding for me as a parent, but definitely, uh, no lie, been one of the hardest things for, for me to be able to do. Are there any um, stories that they've shared with you that you could share or even just something that, that you've experienced while they've been out that, that's specific to their missions? Uh, well, my son in Argentina, his first email after he got out of the MTC, he was, um, I can't even remember the name of the place, but it was very, very uh, low income, very poor. Um, and he had taken some pictures and he's like, dad, they don't even have doors. They have like uh, tarps covering their house and you don't knock because there's no place to knock. You clap. And he's like, dad, I've never been more grateful of what I had. And I apologize for complaining about, you know, thinking that I didn't have enough. Um, and, and, and just that, that alone to me was all right, come home. You've learned enough, you know, type thing. Cause that, that was huge. That was, that was huge, huge for, for him to be able to learn. And then, and then Dustin in Scotland, uh, just the, the adversity, um, he's, he's had a different mission because he's so easygoing and very, very, uh, likable, uh, four of his, uh, seven companions have been autistic. And so, uh, absolutely. And so he's, he's been, you know, sent to the, to the far reaches of, of the mission, uh, you know, with, fairly difficult companions and, and really it strengthened his testimony. It strengthened his resolve. It strengthened, you know, who he is as a person. And, and, uh, I, it's just, just been amazing. So, uh, like I said, just, just so grateful as a parent to, uh, have the ability to, to send them and, and for their desire to go, they chose to go. Uh, I didn't force them to go. It was their choice. I told them I would support them either way and they wanted to go and serve and, and uh, just so, so blessed and grateful for their willingness to do that. So uh, although both of their experiences have been complete opposite, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum, uh, it's been definitely beneficial for both of them. Yeah. Um, as your, as your son in Scotland, as he picked up the accent? Oh yeah. He, he, the, one of his first one of his first things was he wanted me to send him a digital voice recorder so he could record the accent so he could learn more from them. Um, and then this last Skype during Mother's Day, he, they were at a member's house and he wanted me to listen to the member and I couldn't understand one friggin' thing the guy said. Okay, good. Because I had a, um, I, I, I went to Mexico, but my, my visa didn't, was slow in coming. So I was at the MTC for like 10 weeks. In the last two weeks I got, we got new roommates and one of them was from, thought it was it's Scotland or Ireland, one of the two. The guy spoke English, but I couldn't understand the guy. I mean, I you know, in the same room, watching his, you know, watching his his mouth move, but I, you know, he like the English they speak in England and, and places like that. It, I mean, it's very clear you can understand that. The Scottish or Ireland or Irish? Oh my gosh! Like it, it's totally different 
and, and probably if you if you come from you know different different locations within that country, it's probably a little bit thicker or whatever. Had no clue what the guy was saying to me. Yeah, and that, and, and on the Skype, I'm like. Um, he's like, did you understand what he said? I said, no, I didn't understand one word he freaking said. And he's like, oh, I understood everything. This is exactly what he said. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you've been around it. So, I mean, again, it's just more of a dialect, but there was not one word I even picked up. And I even asked, the, I felt like an idiot, but I asked the guy like four times to repeat what he said because I couldn't understand what he was saying. Right. You guys should go spend some time in the, in the West Virginia Hills. <laughs> well and 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 funny so so funny story not to get on a tangent but so we had i I'd, i had sent my son um his mom had sent some stuff down to me and then i'd sent a package for his christmas and um it went to the mission home and then the mission home used dhl to transfer it up to his area where he was at i think he was in thurso scotland at the time and they ended up delivering his package to some other address and so I had posted on the on the page, um, you know, asking for the mission president's uh, email and stuff like that. And then I, I called the mission home, and they were tracking it and stuff. And and so it had, it had been a couple of weeks, and this was after Christmas, and he still hadn't gotten his package. So I said, all right, give me give me DHL's number. I'm going to call him. I'm going to raise some hell and, and do all this type of stuff. And so he he ended up sending me the information. So I called DHL, and luckily I got someone I could understand, um, but who didn't understand U.S lingo and i said I, I pretty much told him i said i don't give a crap who you have to call or who who do you have to find or who do i need to call to light a fire under someone's ass to get stuff done to find this package and so all of a sudden in my next email for my son he's he was he was laughing and he's like dad i don't know what you told her but something about uh, your dad's pretty mean because he wants to blow fire up up someone's arse <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you got the job done. Absolutely, and and they ended up finding this package. But you know, some crazy American dad wanting to blow fire up someone's arse is pretty funny. So, <laughs> the, the things parents do for their kids when they're halfway around the world. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So I didn't even think about because I was just talking like I would normally talk, and yeah, apparently that that lingo doesn't go well over there. So, <laughs> hey Cody, I wouldn't mind here uh, hearing some uh, West Virginia hills of west virginia uh speak from you you know i never it's i i, I never picked it up it's like they just don't open their mouth when they talk they i i, I can't describe it they it's it's very similar where you're there for a long enough period of time and you can understand people uh -huh. but a, a similar experience one of my um I, I was training a new missionary and we came home and to the apartment we had a uh not a voicemail, a uh, message on the answering machine back in the day, you know, 2004, 2005, and uh, push play on it. And I was like, you get that, man? He's like, no. <laughs> like, no clue what they said. And, uh, you, I mean, you just pick it up as you go there. But, man, I was surprised that, like, it, it was like a foreign language in, in West Virginia. It's probably like a family of like 25 that said, hey, I want you to come and baptize me, and, and, and you missed out because you couldn't understand them. You know, honestly, well, I could understand them, but it was – West Virginia was great for me. Like, I, I don't know. I, I probably would have gave up and quit if I wasn't anywhere else. Like, I, I just fit in. I'm a redneck. I was with rednecks. It was, it was a marriage made in heaven for me. Yeah, speaking of, I mean, the, the platform that we all used, did, did you see – 
um, when BYU played um, West Virginia a couple of years ago, and Boney Fuller did his his montage about uh, West Virginia and all the and all the crazy stuff that happens there. I I probably did see it, but I, I don't recall off the top of my head. Oh, that that's one to go back and look look at, and it might bring back some memories. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly of a guy um, riding a pig around and. The, the thing was traveling to the game, you know, kind of the, I, I, traveling to the game in a caravan, just you know, riding a pig, which probably happens. <laughs> uh, I would, I wouldn't doubt it. I never saw it, but I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. So. All right, Jerry. Um, anything else you want to? You, you, I mean, you're obviously a proud dad. Anything else you want to? You want to um, brag on uh, with your kids? No, I'm just to, to be honest with you, I'm just pretty blessed with uh, how great they are. So uh, I, I think they teach and have taught me more than I ever could teach them in a lifetime. So uh, just just super proud, and you know, I just uh, am grateful for for just who they are. You know, with all the challenges and temptations and all that stuff out there. You know, way more than when I was a kid, and we had it pretty bad. So uh, just to be able to be worthy to to do what they're doing, that's that's cool enough for me. So. So they haven't given you much grief then, huh? They have not. They have not. Other than being a Warriors fan, uh, they, you know, they, they give me a lot of crap because the Warriors so are not their they team. They adopt Dad's team? No, they're, they're Bron- there's Broncos fans for sure, but they're definitely not Warriors fans. My uh, Dustin is uh, is uh, kind of flips between the Raptors and the Celtics. My middle son's uh, is a San Antonio Spurs fan, and my youngest is an Atlanta Hawks fan. So it's it's Man. all over the all over the place. So well, I, I was gonna say that I, I like your your boys for ragging on you for the Warriors, but then you brought <laughs> up the Celtics and the Spurs. Yeah. Hey, I, I can't control them, man. All I can control is me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just worry about ourselves. That's uh, all we can do. Absolutely. Yeah. Jerry, tell us tell us what you do for a living. So uh, I am a so in each state's a little bit different, but I'm a licensed clinical professional counselor, LCPC. Um, so I uh, when I first started in in Montana, I worked with a mental health agency, but um, used to work with the Montana Air National Guard when they uh, started a program of directors of psychological health with embedded mental health within. Uh, within the military. Um, And currently I work for a a, a DOD contractor uh, with the government, uh, working with all branches of service, looking at uh, psychological health and traumatic brain injury. And then also too, on the side, uh, in my night gig, uh, my moonlighting, I I have a private practice, uh, private consulting, uh, where I work a lot with uh, severely emotionally disturbed kids ages eight to 18. And then I also work with, with adults um, and do a lot of couples and, and marital counseling and that type of stuff as well. So cool. I, I didn't know you did the moonlighting stuff on the side, but I, I knew you did stuff with the military and, uh, you come to San Antonio on occasion, correct? I, I do, sir. Yes. Uh, just, just, you know, obviously just cause you know, air forces has, has a big, big branch of service there and, and lots of different bases down there. So, uh, I have had the opportunity to come down to San Antonio and enjoy some, enjoy some good barbecue. Next next time you're down this way, barbecue's on me. Absolutely, absolutely. Can't wait. Yeah, it it gives me a, it gives me a great opportunity to to be able to travel. I've had the opportunity to travel into a lot of a lot of cool places. Hawaii being one, uh, and just just seeing the different branches of service and just seeing how great, uh, you know, and how how blessed 
you know, I, I see myself as being able to work with, with such a great group of, of, of men and women who put their lives on the line every day uh, to make sure that we have the freedoms that we're able to express and enjoy. And so that's, that's just super cool for me. My dad was in the army. Um, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't born at the time, but he used to talk a lot about his, uh, time in the service and, and that type of stuff. And that I've always kind of had a special place. And when I had the opportunity to, to work with the military, I, I jumped on it and, uh, haven't looked back. That's awesome. It's that, you know, I, I bag on the military, quite frequently probably not on social media as much as i do in in just you know my daily life you know the jokes about how slow it is and just all the hoops you have to jump through for everything but one of one of my highlights man is is treating people that that go out and serve and now you know when i was in north carolina i didn't really see they were all young kind of just had just joined the military most of them hadn't deployed yet but here in san antonio in the in the hospital this is the the biggest hospital in the in the dod in the department of defense is here in san antonio um, we're also a level one trauma center here and so a lot of these guys that get injured in combat come here for treatment and i i have seen some unbelievable injuries that people people have experienced and their attitudes and the way they look at life it's it's admirable because i i honestly i, I try and put myself in their shoes and I, I just can't, I, I can't picture myself being as optimistic as they are. Um, and it's, it's, it's a great joy to be able to, to treat those people and, and help to improve their quality of life. Well, it, it was funny. Cause I, like I said, I didn't really have a, I mean, I, my dad was in the army and stuff, but I didn't, I wasn't really raised around the military. And so when I first started with the air national guard up here, um, you know, as, as the psychological health, you know, as, as, as well as I do within the military, there's such a stigma as far as mental health, not just in the military, but in general, but especially within the ranks of the military, there's such a stigma around mental health and, and seeking, seeking help and seeking service. And there was a, a, a an, an airman that used to put on a, a tinfoil hat every time I would be around base and tell everyone that I wasn't going to get into his head and stuff like that. And, and so that kind of eased, eased the tension as far as uh, the mental health piece, as far as my role goes. But the one thing that always impressed me was the family atmosphere. Like everyone, as soon as, as soon as you're accepted, you're one of them, whether you're civilian, whether you're a family member, no matter what, you're, you're part of that, that, that military culture, military family. Uh, and no matter what you need, uh, there's, there's a squadron or, you know, a couple that are willing to help and, and do whatever they can to, to help support you. So that's, that's yeah. just, that's just one of the things that I will, uh, I just love ab about that is that you're just, you're just one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Everybody just kind of band together. I mean, we're all from different parts of the country, different parts, some different parts of the world. And we all get thrown together in one place and, and you got to make it work. Yeah. You fight on the same team. And so that's, that's, that's just the way I look at it. And it was just, you know, super cool especially when i first started because i didn't know how you know again how i was going to be received as a mental health professional and that type of stuff and um you know it it was very well accepted and and uh, it was just it was just great and they just kind of took me under their wing and just kind of kept me as one of their own so nice nice so i got a, so i've got a question here and this is this is non-billable hours <laughs> um, but as a, as a mental health professional so what would be like one piece of advice? You're going to give one piece of advice to people that, you know, I don't know, depression or 
or whatever, just what's one thing that people can do to, to have a, uh, you know, a good mental state of mind, good mental health. I, I think the biggest piece Dallas, to be honest with you is controlling what you can. And that's you. Um, I'm a firm believer that thoughts, thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to actions and actions lead to the positives and negatives in your life. And it all starts in the brain. It all starts in your thoughts, which you're in control of. I can't control how you think um, or how you feel. And I can't make you feel certain things. It all, it all starts with how you think. And so again, it's just more or less of controlling what you can. You know, a lot of times we get, we get anxiety or frustrated or, or, you know, bent out of shape and stuff like that for things that are out of our control. Um, and, and, you know, the hardest thing for us as, as humans is to let that go. And, and really that's, that's, that's really what's needed is control what you can, you know, you can't control your kids. You can't control your, you know, your parents, you can't control, you know, your spouse or your significant other or anything like that. The only person you can control is you. And so kind of working through some of that and, and really understanding that, um, you know, I'm in control of myself. And, and if I do that on a daily basis, I'm, I'm, I'm in good shape. I'm in control of my happiness. No one makes me happy because no one can make me feel anything. So, um, because they can't control me. So if I want to be happy, I'm in control of that. And I need to do the things that make me happy. So. Oh, that, that's great. Um, do you find that the people that are, that, that suffer with anxiety or, or, or depression, they are focused on those external things uh, more so than, than maybe other people. It, or... It's possible. I mean, I mean, de depression and anxiety are, are, are animals for sure. And, and they, they are real. Um, and, and that's one thing people don't understand is people think, Oh, you're depressed. Oh, go, you know, go take a Xanax and call it a day, you know, type thing. And then that's not true. You know, an anxiety, I'll suck it up and, and deal with it. You know, they are, they're very real animals to people. Um, and, and it's just a matter of kind of learning how to cope and deal. I, you know, I think, I think we all walk a fine line between being sane and insane. Um, you know, each of us have different coping mechanisms that help us help the sane ones be sane. And, you know, sometimes the insane ones don't have the coping mechanisms that, that the other ones do. And so it's just a matter of, again, just kind of really working through some of that stuff. I mean, everyone has different, you know, life experiences that, that, you know, trigger, you know, what, what they do in life and, and, and that type of stuff. And, and, you know, um, you know, my, my mom suffered from pretty severe mental health and that's the reason why, why I do what I do today. Um, as a kid, it was, it was pretty hard for me. Um, because you know, she, she, you know, it was, it was so up and down hit and miss. Um, you just didn't know what each day was going to bring. And, and so I kind of, the reason why I became a counselor and, and a therapist is I wanted to help others kind of who experienced kind of the same thing to kind of understand that it's going to be okay, that you can, you can make it through and, 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 you know, do what you need to do to, to be successful and, and, and make your life better. And so, you know, it's just a matter of, of trying to, trying to look at it that way and, and, you know, take, take each day at a time, you know, even if it's, even if you, you can't take a day at a time, even if you have to break it down to, you know, the next 30 minutes, what, what am I going to do to better myself for the next 30 minutes? Uh, you know, what, what acts of service can I do? What, you know, what, what can I do to, 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 to make the next 30 minutes great? Then you need to break it down to that. Yeah, that's great advice. I, um, you know, and even for, for people, um, you know, like like myself, who I don't I don't think I have any depression or, or, or mental health issues, but but just the advice of worry about you control, you know, worry about you what you can control, you know, just I, I think brings more 
like you say, happiness or, or, or less stress about, you know, there, there's 2018 is a crazy world, right? I mean, the, the politics, no one can get along. Everybody's, everybody's fighting against, against everything. Um, we're easily offended. We, we look for reasons to be mad. We look for reasons to be offended. And, you know, the United States in particular just needs to all take a chill. And, and, and Dallas is Dallas is going to open up here if we're not careful. No, no, I'm not. I, but but I but I like what Jerry's saying. Of if 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 people just worried about themselves and tried to better themselves, and you know, obviously there's there's things to worry about outside of your of, of just you or I or, or but. But at the end of the day, if we can look at, at, at what I'm doing and and better that, then it, you know, it'd just be a better world if everybody took that mentality. Well, and I think it goes back to that that meme that you always see on social media. It doesn't what ha- doesn't what doesn't matter what happens in the White House. It matters what happens in my house. Uh, that that's what makes the difference. And and again, it, it's and I agree with you. I think that if we took a step back and really looked at how how do we parent, what what kind of example are we setting, you know what acts of service are we doing for our neighbors those types of things what are we doing in our own communities to better our our communities and better our neighborhoods and and that type of stuff and better our you know your your own home i, I think that's where it starts you know um the, the, what happens in washington dc doesn't you know uh, uh you know it, it affects us to a to a point but we can make a lot more difference and a lot bigger impact if we focus on our neighborhoods and our communities and doing what we can do to do to be better. Jerry, Jerry, I have one question for you. Yes, sir. Do you take Venmo? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, I was going to ask what, what insurance people, you know, what he had. So just to see. So these non billable hours are, are racking up quickly. I, 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 I have been hit up to do some, 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 you know, some telehealth stuff, but uh, I, I've, I've never dove into that yet, but I, it might be something I need to look at. So, so that was about six minutes. What are we going to do? 120? Yeah, pretty much. I'm 155 an hour. So what? what <laughs> I like it. I like it. We're, we're kind of, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get it all, to all of our things that we wanted to talk about. So I, I, I want to know what your, you're a big BYU fan. That's what we, we already um, talked about that. Which, by the way, I was going to bring this up, and I and I cut Dallas off, but he's wearing a University of Arizona shirt, which I'm assuming comes from the Yuma days. It does, it does. But hey, I mean, really, I mean, if BYU can't beat Utah, somebody's got to. So I got to cheer for someone that's going to beat the U- beat the Utes, you know. So, uh, you know, I don't. Has Arizona beat the Utes? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it's more of a hope than anything. Anyone yeah, anyone that so, beats but... Utah. But Arizona's our first game, Jerry. Uh, right. Come on, man. Uh, I know, I know, I know. But I, you know, I had to get Where dressed. Where is that game? It's in Arizona. In Tuscan. Yep. Tucson. <laughs> uh, so, Jerry, I want to know your your favorite BYU football memory. Wow. So, like I said before in the broadcast, my dad was a was a, a football coach and and coached football for thirty five years. Um, and was a major BYU fan, loved Lavelle Edwards and, and all that type of stuff. And uh, even uh, BYU actually recruited a couple of Canadian kids from some of his teams. 
um, a couple of which went on to, to play in the, in the Canadian Football League. But my dad was a huge fan and never had gone down to a game. Uh, so in 2009, uh, for his birthday, I bought him tickets for him and I to go to a BYU football game. And it, it's 2009, 2010, the year they played Florida State and got smoked. Um, and so, yeah, welcome to welcome to BYU football. But that year, uh, was it at Florida State or the one? No, it was, at, it was in Provo. It was the one with Christian Ponder totally destroyed yeah, us. Destroyed us. And so, you know, <laughs> although the game wasn't wasn't that great, um, it, it started a trend that uh, continues to this day of of us. You know, even since my dad's passed away, um, I take take my boys down to to a game every year to kind of keep the Palmer man tradition alive of going to a BYU football game. But that will always be uh, one of my best memories, just being able to spend time with my dad and, and just, uh, you know, really, he would, he would be such a different person, you know, when he got onto a football field, it'd be like night and day. And so just kind of, you know, listening to him and talking with him and, you know, how are, he are how, talking like F bombs different here. Not, not F bombs per se, but he, he would definitely, he, he would definitely <laughs> turn, code, turn. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely turn into the Hulk and, and uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely get a little crazy. So uh, it, 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 but, but that, that will always be my memory. And then, you know, every, every year we, we go down, we're actually heading down to the, to the Cal game. My, my youngest and I are going to head down to the Cal game this year. And then when my son gets home from his mission, we're going to head down to the Northern Illinois game. So we're going to do two games this year. So, um, just, just, just a, just an awesome opportunity. Luckily we live close enough to be able to get down there and go and, and, uh, you know, just love BYU football and just, just have a, uh, have a great, you know, love for, for, for being down there and just, just enjoying the time there. Nice. Well, there's a, there's a, um, Twitter tailgating crew that you ought to, you ought to, uh, infiltrate down there at, at the BYU games. That's, that I've heard is, is quite the, quite the little party. So. Yeah, just just going say hey, I'm Jerry. <laughs> is it, is it a caffeine free party? Oh, I'm sure the I'm sure the caffeine's flowing. Uh, I've never been, but I've heard they're pretty. Sure ep- I've I've heard they're pretty epic. So uh, uh, definitely, yeah. they'll definitely have to hit it up this next time. Go crash it. Sounds like a sounds like a good time. But absolutely, Jerry, we we've had a great time having you on. We just we want to close with our Netflix and chill segment segment. Tell us what you're watching on Netflix and why we should why we should watch it. Oh man, uh, so you're you're gonna think I'm totally crazy, but I'm right now I'm I'm watching rewatching Lost, uh, just a just a great classic television show. Really really loved uh, watching it and and uh, just the just the total different change, the just the different writing, the different uh, opportunities to learn about different characters and uh, just their different roles and in you know, plane crash, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. How far into it are you? I am almost done actually. So I'm al- almost, uh, I think I'm second to the last episode. So this so. is your second time through lost second time through. I watched lost all the way up until the last season and then gave up. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I get it that the last, the last season was a little sketchy, but you know, I, I guess I'm the type of person if I'm going to commit to something, I'm going to follow it all the way through. So I got, I got, whether it sucks or not, I got to, it goes back to that Florida State game, man. And you got to stick it all the way through. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't watched Lost, but do you guys uh, subscribe to the, to the conspiracy theories that they, they were dead the whole time? Have you heard this? I, I have heard that. I, I don't know. They, they, towards the end, they start, it 
branched out a little bit too far for me. I don't want to give it away for anybody that hasn't watched it, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I just never watched the last episode, and then things kind of got in the way. Got- don't worry about giving it up. It's like a 15-year-old show. Nah, man. I mean, no, if no, anybody's no going to watch it, they would have watched it by now. No spoiler alerts. It, it, def- a- it definitely got weird. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of... I started, I think I watched like the first two or three episodes and I don't know what it was about it. Not, not that I wasn't enjoying it or anything, but I, I, it got away from me and this is probably, uh, it probably came out like before there were DVRs even. So, um, or at least I had one and I, you know, you, you miss a week or two of, of that type of show and, and then you're done. You're yeah. Done. That one, especially Netflix and chill, man. Netflix and chill. I know, I know. It's not one that has been calling my name, though. I'm, I, I got to be honest. <laughs> just because of the, the, like some of the complaining people did about the show, I just don't. I don't know that I want to jump into that. We'll get into it and see if you agree or disagree. Uh, how many seasons is it? It's like eight, isn't it? Oh, that's a big time commitment. Yeah. No, good, good show for for those of you that that haven't seen it. I recommend it as well. Just watch it all the way to the end, unlike myself. <laughs> so are you not gonna go watch it? This hasn't this hasn't like kindled something within you to, to go finish it? Man. You should, so you can talk to Jerry about it. Maybe <laughs> maybe when I have a little bit more free time. I'll think about it. Yeah, when are you going to have more free time? Because scheduling these things has been a pain. It, it has been a pain. You know, people, th- those of you, I, I told you this before we, we got on and started recording, but I, I got to the hospital Sunday at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't leave. Today Tonight's Wednesday, and I left at about 6 o'clock tonight, and I, I was at the hospital the whole time. It was it was miserable. Um, and I have to be back in about four hours. Um, <laughs> so it, the dedication this this man uh, puts into putting out a podcast is is, is pretty impressive. I'll, I'll I'll say that priorities 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 right yes priorities. Um, it's it, it's busy but it's fun. Um, it it'll I'll I'll get some more free time in about a year. <laughs> there you go. We were supposed to actually record this on Saturday and. We missed Saturday. That was my fault. And then we were going to try to do it Sunday, but Cody was on, on call and, and got called in. And uh, part of this this marathon, uh, 72 hours of, of whatever you did, right? And then um, this was the only free night that he had. So uh, he's yeah. spending it with you guys. Yeah, I was. Spending it with me, spending it with Jerry, and ultimately spending it with the 27 other listeners that we have. <laughs> Which will go down to zero after tonight. <laughs> well, no, we'll pick some up, probably. I, that's the only reason why we have guests on, so we can, so they can, they can prop it up the show too, so we can get more more listeners. Because yeah. just being comfortable, we wouldn't get anybody. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been fun, Jerry. It's it, it, it's weird. It sounds like we just barely started, um, but we're an hour and a half, we're an hour and a half into this, and yeah. Uh, like we could go a lot longer um i i feel like we just barely scratched the surface with you but uh um it was great having you on um and we can um now when jerry tweets i can i can give him crap because i know that he can take it 
<laughs> oh heck yeah, heck yeah! Hey, if you if you if you're gonna dish it, you got to be able to take it. But it's been an absolute pleasure to be on with you guys. I, I appreciate the opportunity, and like I said, hopefully you don't lose followers. Hope you gain a few. <laughs> no, we need we need to get used to some followers. I think um, uh, because because we, not not that follower Twitter followers are everything, but it is nice to 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 grab a few on, on the way out of town, right? So um, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, people who didn't know Jerry um, uh, can listen to this and and give him a follow because he's he, obviously a great guy. He is a he is a fantastic follow. Um, funny, has a good sense of humor, um, very interactive. I highly recommend giving giving him a follow if, if you don't already and, and and interact with him. He's a he's a great dude. Um, Jerry, thank you again for your time. I, I know you're busy. You're you have a lot going on. And uh, thank you for being patient and coming on with us tonight. We we really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it as well. And you you better text me or, or send me a tweet when uh, you find out you're coming to San Antonio. Hopefully, I'm not stuck at the hospital. Will do for and, sure. Uh, can step away for a little bit and get some get some delicious barbecue. Absolutely, count on it. All right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap up the episode. But before we say goodbye, uh, we need to. Uh, introduce our next guest and we're i'm excited about this next guest too uh because he's the first guy that reached out to, to us and said hey when can i be on your podcast um who uh we know him as jay luke uh at luke the saint is his handle uh so we're gonna um get him on the show uh he actually wanted specifically what it's funny he he sent us the the, the outline of what we're talking about which i love because that Less it makes, our, it makes our job easy. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I want to talk about this, 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 this. He had like uh, six or seven things. We'll probably add a, a little bit to that. But uh, uh, he, uh, if you follow him on Twitter, he um, he lived in Bakersfield, California, which is the third worst uh, or fourth worst uh, town in America since we're <laughs> ranking them. <laughs> Although he'll have something to say about where I live. I'm sure, um, and recently moved to I think Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So that'll yeah. that'll be interesting. We'll have to um, dive into that a little bit with him. But um, uh, so uh, I only know him as Jay Luke. Do you know what his first name is? Uh, Jason, maybe. That's what I wanted to say. I I don't know if it is Jason, but that's what I was going to say. We'll okay. find out. We'll find we out. We'll find out. Mystery guest number six will. We will IRL. IRL, right there. Yeah, there we go. All right, that that's gonna be it. We'll have to. We're gonna guess his. We're gonna guess our guest's name. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, this has been a blast. Again, uh, you know, one of the highlights of my week is to record uh, this podcast, this episode with great guests like Jerry and. Um, and I gotta say before we before we go because I wanted to say this too, Jer. So we we do these over like a Google Hangout, so we can see Jerry. Jerry can see us, and he is he's he ha, he's living in a, a sweet freaking log cabin. He's back there just. Uh, I had to mention that because I would love to live in a log cabin, uh, that that style of home. Uh, Jerry, next time I'm driving through there to uh, to uh, meet my. Uh, go up to see my mother-in-law or whatever. I'm stopping at your house, taking some pictures. You know, I hope you have a bearskin rug that I can that I can lay on, a la Jer- uh, uh, George Costanza. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just I need some I need some uh, pictures there. But um, 
anyway, so as we log off, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for getting all the way through an hour and 30-something minutes of, of this podcast. And, and, Cody, thanks for taking the time. We know that, that this is a sacrifice for you doing this. means that you've got to be back at the hospital in, like, four hours. So um, why don't you take it home for us? You know, I, I, I really enjoy these podcasts. They're a lot of fun. I, I was unsure what it was going to be like when we decided to start this. And, and uh, like you, I, I look forward to doing these. And part of it is because we actually get to see our our guests and, and get to have these conversations. And, and uh, you know, but you and I, we have we have a nice connection, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and, and the friendly banter that we have, I, I look forward to that. So for those of you that, that have listened, thank you. Um, we appreciate that. We appreciate your time. Um, giving it to us and, and to our guests. Um, please continue to listen. Shout us out on Twitter if it, if you feel like it. Uh, give us a, give us a little little thumbs up or recommend us if if you feel the need. Yeah, what what did you say? I, I don't know if it was you that, that said this, but heart bang us, would you? <laughs> yeah, heart bang us, heart bang us on Twitter if 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 you have a, a happy finger. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, yeah, tell tell your tell your family, tell your friends, tell your kids' friends, tell your grandmas, tell your aunts. Um, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, and hopefully, hopefully, you enjoy it. And uh, subscribe. Uh, we, can be, we can be found on all the major podcast outlets, pretty much at this point. Um, and uh, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with a another wonderful guest. Good night. Forgiveness, watch it now, here he come. He doesn't look a thing like Jesus, but he talks like a gentleman, like you imagined when you were young. Can we climb this mountain? I don't know. Higher now than ever before. I know we can make it if we take. Watch it go, we're burning down the highway skyline on the back of a hurricane that started turning when you were young. When you were young. Then sometimes you close your eyes and see the place where when you were young They say the devil's water It ain't so sweet You don't have to drink right now But you can dip your feet Every once and a little while